You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. It's Lucia. Welcome to The Art of Love. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Answer your uh, dating dilemmas, take your live calls, answer your emails, and of course, speak to authors of books which I find interesting. Of course, like the one today, Manslations, written by Jeff Mack. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Lucia. How are you doing? <laughs> Wonderful. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm great. <laughs> That's good. I'm freezing, freezing, freezing over here in New York City. Very jealous of you out in L.A. right now. I know. Well, I, I, I don't understand why people live in New York, but that's another topic <laughs> for, <laughs> for another day. Um, so you have gr- uh, written a book called Manslations. Yes, it's Manslations, Decoding the Secret Language of Men, which makes it sound a lot more than it is. It's kind of like putting out a 14-piece table setting to eat a donut, you know, but it's, it is, it is, there is a little bit of a secret language of men, and, and I, I try to explain it in the book and on my website, manslations.com. That's right, and I'm actually a um, subscriber to your blog, uh, probably for about a year, I don't know, and uh, mm-hmm. once in a while I comment on it, not all the time, I don't have that much time, but once in a while, <laughs> and uh, I agree mostly with the things you say, but of course, once in a while I don't, and one time... Um, I made a comment, and you found it interesting, though unusual, because you wrote afterwards, you're like, huh, that's a different take that I haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, and again, I mean, you know, that's, you know, dating dating and love are, are so the opposite of science, you know, any any and all opinions are potentially right, you know, there's no there's no one way to do it, so it's not surprising to me that there are dissenting opinions out there. Right, right, exactly, so you start out as a comedian, so hopefully you'll tell a few jokes during the show, and sure, uh, sure. and then uh, you start giving advice to women. So how did that happen? Uh, basically, I, I was in a, a long-term relationship where uh, my my girlfriend's girlfriends started asking me questions about their boyfriends. I don't know how you know. I don't know what kind of a face that I have, what genetic gift I have that people need to ask me these questions. Uh-huh. But they do, and it, it's always. I mean, within minutes of meeting people, they're just asking me about their relationships. I don't know why. Lucky me. But, uh, and I, so I started doing this website eventually where I, I at manslations.com, I answer women's questions about the male mind, such as it is. And then after a while, I, I started to realize that there was sort of a common thread that it seemed like a lot of the women writing in were working, you know, way, way, way harder than I thought it was necessary to read a guy. Like, mm-hmm. guys don't have any trouble reading other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know what to look for. And I thought maybe I can write a book and try and help women understand how to look for what guys look for when we're reading other guys, you know? Yeah, you know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, we know what to look for, we know what to ignore, you know, what to not give any credence to at all, you know, we we just, we know what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So let me go to the manslations chart, which is in the intro, 
And so okay. I'm going to read a part of it real quick, and then I'll let you do your manslation answer. So, you know, when a woman says, well, you know, I totally saw him checking out another woman's boobs. Um, you said that <laughs> your average trashy women's magazine says, well, wear something trashy as hell and keep your attention on your, and um, yeah, keep his attention on your boobs. Then the self-help books written by men, they say, your boobs rock, and a man who rocks will be into them and notice it. And, of course, your mom... <laughs> is going to say, well, if a man is getting what he needs at home, he won't look elsewhere, dear. <laughs> and then finally, the, the girlfriends, who always seem to give the worst advice, is, what a jerk. You should totally call him on it. Make him squirm. So what is the manslation answer? Well, my answer is, and it's, it's not always popular one, but I just say, pretend you didn't even see it. You know, he can't help it. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. We all do it. Right. You know, uh, it's just our brain's way of saying hi. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it's 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 nothing that that you need to necessarily sweat. However, you know, there's no reason that you should have to deal with your guy ogling all kinds of women. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I, whatever goes on inside your brain up there is your business, but I don't need to watch you do it." So, you know, just keep it keep it. You know, yeah. most most guys know how to keep it undercover. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. most guys know how to most <laughs> elevated guys, guys who know a little bit about. They realize, okay, this is some dumb thing my brain does. So let's, you know, not wave it around in everybody's face. Yeah, I'm with you. My answer would be like, whatever. Who cares if he's looking at another woman's boobs? Yeah, it's it's really it's it because I think a lot of women uh, take that as, oh, he's interested in her, and right. that's really not necessarily the case at all. You know, that's that has nothing to do with it. It's just it's just a little thing that our our brains do. We, we, it, it can't hurt you what's going on inside of his head. It's what he chooses to do. Yeah. You know? as long as fidelity for a man doesn't mean I'll never think of or look at another woman ever again. Fidelity for a man means whatever I'm thinking of or looking at, I choose you. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not like he's touching them. <laughs> we hope. Exactly. He's doing nothing active. It's just his, you know, in a, in a very real way, where, you know, attractive women are, are what male attention was, was genetically engineered for. That and setting up home theater equipment. Yeah, pretty much what we're <laughs> what we're built to pay attention to. Well, I mean, you you almost can't help it because I was getting my hair done the other day, and my uh, hairdresser, who's a woman, she had this low cut shirt on, and you could see her bra. I mean, she she doesn't have huge boobs, but you could see a little bit. And my I found my eyes going there. Not that I'm into women or whatever, but it's almost like you can't help it. Yeah, it's it really it's 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 hypnotic. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, you just you just it's hypnotic. it's like there's a just a magnet in there, and we just we head right in there. You know, it's like it's like your it's like your dog. If there's a squirrel in your backyard, right. you can't just tell your dog, listen, be reasonable. Like your dog is only going to be able to pay attention to the squirrel. You know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you've got a bunch of principles. Um, we'll talk just about a couple of them. So what is the Jack Bauer principle? Well, this is something that I, I sort of realized over the years is that all guys are like I'm I'm not a I'm not a tough guy, you know, I'm just a your average dork. I'm a stand up comedian, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But all guys like to think that we're a couple of sit ups away from Jack Bauer calling us up and helping save the president. Like we, we really think that we are potentially badasses. We're potentially tough guys, even though we know we're not. Uh-huh. And so a lot of the way we operate is to try and kind of keep that half fantasy alive in our heads you know again most of us are pretty aware that we're not really tough guys but like you know a lot of women i know are you know get upset because their guy doesn't like pick up his socks around the house well you know that's not that being really uh 
conscientious with your socks is not a very badass trait. You know, <laughs> it's not something where like the Navy SEALs are like, oh my God, we're in trouble. Find me a guy who never leaves his sock leg around. Like we're, we know it's not, that's something like that his mom would make him do. You know, it's, it's something that makes right. him feel like a little boy who's doing his chores real good. So that, that would be the Jack Bauer principle in a nutshell. It's just, we, we like to have some half of a fantasy that we're, that we're badass. Mm, okay. You don't want us to break that fantasy. Well, uh, if at all possible. Right. If we, yeah, we should try. Um, okay, and then one more. What about the what it does versus what it means principle? Yeah, this is something that sort of surprised me. I didn't really know about this because I only knew the man half. Men tend to see the world in relationship to what stuff does versus a lot of the women who have written into me and my female friends seem to be more... Uh, they, they perceive things in terms of their significance, what they mean. Right. So to give an example, like the, the, the example I have is, you know, if a man and a woman were to both see a unicorn in the woods, the woman might be wondering what the significance was that it had revealed itself to her, and the man would be wondering how fast it would go if he wrote it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because women are always like, well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? Sure, sure. And, and in a way, that's why men can read women uh, I mean, men can meet, men can read other men more clearly than a lot of the women who are looking for a meaning about it. What does it mean that he did? And the guys are just looking at what the guy did. Right. Just They're... looking at the actions. Here's what he did, and I know exactly where he's at now because I looked at what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not looking for a deeper meaning. <laughs> not necessary. You know, it's not necessary to. It's not that guys are shallow or stupid or anything like that. I think it's just that it, it's uh, we're not thinking uh, in in sort of five different levels at all times. We may be behaving that way, but if you're looking at the behavior, you can always spot it right on the top, you know? Exactly, which leads us to our golden rule, or your golden rule, which I totally yeah. agree with. So what is your golden rule? The manipulation's golden rule, and I, I go into this quite a bit in the book, uh, you know, in a lot of different situations and scenarios, but the general thing, if, if women could learn one thing about men, I really think it is, if, if and when there's any conflict between what he says and what he does, always, always, always ignore what he says. It's, it, it, you know, a lot of times what he says and what he does are the same thing, but it's those situations when, like, a guy says he'll call and then he doesn't, or a guy says, no, no, I, I'm only crazy about you, I only want to be with you, and he cheats. You know, these, these very, these, or it could be a positive, it could be the guy doesn't say that he mm. loves her, but right. he treats her like a queen, and he absolutely is acting like he loves her, then you know the behavior is what tells the tale. It can be both things. It can be positive or negative. I've had both situations happen. But that's what it is. It's like a lot of women I know kind of drive themselves really around the bend. They just go crazy about, he said this and he did that. Right, right. How can both of those be true? Well, they're not. What he did was true. Yeah. What he said was, he, he, what he said we don't use words in the same way that you guys do all the time. You know, just any two people don't use words in the same way. Language is always a stumbling block. But if you look at the behavior, then you can really get it. Yeah, what I always tell women is actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. You know, it's like we hear that from the time we're little kids, and yeah. you're like, yes, yes, actions yeah, be louder. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's funny how often we ignore it. You know, we all ignore that, that <laughs> thing that we all know, and we just go crazy, like, oh, well, they, you know, he said this, and he, I, I, what, did he mean this? And, you know, you'll be going over a, a three-word text message that he <laughs> probably didn't even think about. 
or seven hours. I know. And he's forgotten that he even sent one. You know. I know. He doesn't terrible. even know that he meant half the half of what you figured out he meant. He didn't even know he meant any of that. <laughs> And then you've got the two big questions, and I like the way you wrote this. I don't know. I don't know why you use this um, phrasing, but I like it. It's uh, might this get him sex, and might this get him more time? I like the way you started yeah, with might. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or might he think those things? Sure. <laughs> that's that's how you can tell. That's how you can interpret a guy's behavior, right? You know, you you look at what he how he's behaving toward you, and. Might he think that this behavior is going to get him some sex? And might he think that it's going to integrate you more into his life? You know, if you only know the answer to one of those things, that's another mistake. A lot of women, I'm sure you hear, a lot of women make this sort of leap that if a guy is trying to sleep with them, he must like them at least on some level, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he must have, and that's not necessarily true. You know, that's, that's, uh, we don't, uh, we can kind of separate those two things. Uh, a little bit differently from the way a lot of the women who read into me anyway, and women who I know have said, men seem to separate the sex and the relationship intentions a little differently, you know. So if all you know is he's he, he, he his behavior might get him sex, mm -hmm. you don't know the whole story, you know. You, you, you got to find out if this guy is trying to get you more into his life. Is he introducing you to his friends? Is he hanging around with you in public? Is he you know, these are the things that are going to tell you the story. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you should never sleep with a man on the first date because, you know, then he'll bail out. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't, I don't think that's true in all cases. However, if you don't sleep with him right away, mm -hmm. sometimes you can learn more. Right. You know, you can learn what his intentions are. You're not going to change his intentions no. by having sex or not, but you might learn what they are, you know? Right. Um, well, plus, I don't understand why you even need to have sex on the first date, because it always seems to be better if you wait anyways. Well, you know, that's, I mean, I, different <laughs> people have, have totally different speeds on that. Yeah, you know, I, know, I kind of I feel know. like if you're in for the long haul, you're in for the long haul, there's no major rush, but, you know, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Sometimes it's just too fun to not, not go where you want to go. But like I say, it's... I personally don't believe you're going to hurt anything in the relationship by doing that. I know that a lot of women have seen the pattern happen where yes. they go out on a date, the guy <laughs> is pursuing him all guns blaring, they sleep together, and then the guy disappears. Right. My opinion on that is he was always going to disappear. Or, you know, the, the, sex, the sex didn't change that. He's going, he was always going to disappear. Or maybe just the sex wasn't good. <laughs> well, that is possible. You know? I mean, that is that. That's, you know, we can't say that that's never happened. Okay, I'm sure, I mean, you know, there's, um, that happens plenty of times. If the sex sure. is great, why would the guy leave? Well, he would, he would at least come back for more of that. Right. right. But also, too, you know, the other thing is, a lot of times, guys, we don't even know if we're after only sex or a relationship until after the sex. We don't even know. We're mm -hmm. not sure because our brain is pre-sex. Our brain is kind of focused that way. Right. And then afterwards... The way I describe it is it's kind of like when a guy wakes up after turning back from a werewolf and he's like, he's got twigs and branches in his hair and his clothes are ripped and he's looking around going, what the hell happened? You know, he doesn't know where he's been. He realizes then, it's only then that his conscious mind can wake up and go, okay, what am I doing here and do I want to be here? You right. know, we don't always even know until after. Yeah, that's what I hear. But, yeah. Now, it's what? not really a result of what happened necessarily, unless, you know, in, in the situation you're saying, if the sex isn't good, you know, then you might 
but it, you know, yeah. That's, <laughs> Got it, you confused now? <laughs> no, that, that, might, that might bail you right out, sure. Of right, of course. Hey, you're a guy. Now, okay, now what if sex is already a given? So what if you're already having sex? Does that mean that you then start to look at everything he does in terms of the second question, which is might this get him more time? Well, I think, I mean, I think that both of those things, I mean, really, ideally, you want both of those things to be true. If you want a real relationship, you know, if you just want a sex relationship, first of all, boy, are you in luck, because <laughs> there's probably, probably a lot more of those uh, on, you know, in stock and available than right. the other kind. Right. Um, but, yeah, if you're looking for more, then yes, after the sex, that's when you can start to take a look and realize what he's doing based on, is he trying to spend, like I say, yeah, is he trying to integrate you more into his life, give, get more time with you that's not having sex? The player wants to minimize non-sex time. He wants to do as little non-sex time with you as possible. Right. So that's, that's why he's calling late at night. That's why he's showing up in the middle of the night or whatever. You know, he's trying to, as best he can, you know, uh, sort of, Get in and get out. Cut, cut away everything that isn't the sex, if you can. Right. Trim, you know? trim the fat, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a guy, yeah, exactly. And a guy who, you know, he really wants to be with you, he wants to spend as much time with you as humanly possible, of course. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the other, you know, that, that's how you can tell. I mean, a player really is, you're, gonna, you're not going to see him around. I mean, if you, and it's also, it's no shame to get taken in by a player now and again, because, I mean, I never was one, but I have plenty of friends who are, and, you know, if they weren't good at it, it's like the same thing with con men. It's like if con men yeah. weren't great at it, there would be no con men. You right, know, like right. it, it, there, must be, there must be ways that these guys know how to mm -hmm. say what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the signs of who's a player, is someone who somehow, strangely, doesn't seem to show up ever except when <laughs> right around sex time. Isn't that strange? God. <laughs> I actually once had this guy, he was a player, but he was into me, and I wouldn't have sex with him, and so he came over, and I was busy making phone calls, and he just sat there while I'm making phone calls. He's like, I can't believe this. I'm actually sitting here just watching you make phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that is something, like, uh, a lot of times a, a player can be kind of kept on the line if the sex isn't happening, because he just thinks, well, surely it will happen soon, you know, he's, he's, the, the bait is just on there being dragged along further and further and he'll but again that obviously it's not necessarily going to make him fall in love no make him stay until now what about the what, what about the reverse situation where it is just a, a booty call but then he starts to call just to say hi or to ask about how something went at work and obviously he's already getting sex so does, does that mean he's starting to develop feelings it's possible, you know. I mean, that's that that certainly happens too. You know, it happens where, like I say, we don't always know what our intentions are ahead of time. We may think we know, but we don't. We're not all, guys are not always for sure what we want until you know things have sort of settled into place a little bit. You know, that's why you see guys do the fade where they were they're all there, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, they just hit the brakes and disappear. Or like you say, this guy who. As far as you knew, this was just going to be physical. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then then he's starting to sort of feel you out for is there maybe more going on here? You know, is there he might again he might not even know his intentions exactly. This is why this book is kind of really fun. Is you may know more about these guys than they do for real. Right. You may you, you if you can read that behavior, he might not even know. I just feel like I kind of want to call her and I kind of want to ask her this, or I just want to make up some excuse to chit chat with her. Right. You know, again, if 
if this is just to string you along, chances are most of this contact is going to be directed about sex. Right. Toward, like, getting together or what are you doing later, blah, right. blah, blah. Right, But some of these calls, if, like you say, if it's just sort of checking in and chit-chat and how you doing, then, yeah, then that behavior might start to point to, oh, this guy's trying to spend more time with me. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? Yep. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's another great indicator. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about, you talk about myths. Um, I'm going to put three of your myths into one because it all kind of fall into the same category of talking about the feelings, you know, So because okay. <laughs> people go, you know, men are afraid to talk about their feelings. They aren't in touch with them. They'd be better off if they could talk about them. Um, and, you know, I, actually, I'm one of those women who don't want to hear men talk about their feelings. But for, <laughs> for, God, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. thank you. For some reason, you know, obviously maybe because of what I do, but also because I'm a really good listener and non-judgmental, men are always talking to me and they won't shut up. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that, that can be a potential danger. Yeah. Like, if a guy realizes, oh, if I talk about my feelings, she'll listen to him, then it's like, I don't know, and here it all comes, and then they're going to hear all of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. More than you ever wanted to know. Right. So, talk about why it is a myth that they don't they're, that they're afraid to talk about their feelings and all the rest. Well, I, you know, I don't know that men are afraid. Like, I think sometimes we're afraid when you ask us about what we're feeling mm. because we don't know what's going on. We don't know. You know, sometimes that's a sort of a trap conversation. Yes. You know, sometimes <laughs> and sometimes. Well, here's the thing: you're not just asking that because you're curious. No, we know that much. But we don't know exactly why you are. So, you know, you get guys sort of, it's like in one of those movies where, you know, the, the, the hero walks into an unguarded fortress and he's going, it's, it's, it's too quiet, it's too quiet, something's <laughs> wrong, it's a trap. Right. That's what, that's what we're thinking in that moment. Uh, what are you feeling right now? We don't know what the right answer is. We're pretty sure it's not whatever it is that we're thinking, which is like, if you ever want to see a guy's brain just flatline, ask him what he's feeling. <laughs> and it just... It's like one of those doctor shows, and just, you can just see it, and they get the paddles out, and then they call it time of death on his skull. Like, we just, we have no idea. We don't right. know what we're thinking anymore. Right. When you ask. Um, however, however, even though we are not big on talking about them, and it's only because, you know, sort of the back to the Jack Bauer thing, it's yeah. like we're not trained, we're not trained to do it. Mm -hmm. We're not trained to know how to talk about feelings. We don't have a good feelings to words conversion system. We just don't know how to do it that well. And we're pretty sure you guys are really good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've, I've had moments where I was like, I'm afraid you know more about what I'm feeling than I do. <laughs> and then I'll get it wrong and you'll be able to correct me. And I'll, I'll you know, it's, 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 it's uncomfortable tricky. for us. Yeah. But, but at the same time, whether a guy can talk about his feelings or not, he's always acting in accordance with them. Like mm. a guy is just like a, just like a, a dog, just like your pet dog is. Your pet dog is excited, he's happy, you know it from across the street. You can tell. You know, if he's, if he's depressed, you can tell. He might not be able to tell you about it or know. He might not even know, but you know. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I think, the way it is for a lot of men is that we don't, we don't express it, but we certainly live it. Right. I guess that's what I would say. Right. You know, we don't have any big, you know, there's no big upside for a guy to talk about his feelings a whole lot. Mm -hmm. There's just no... And I think that's part of why we just never really learned how to do it. You know, there's no major upside. I talk about this in the book where it's like, it, it, you know, if, if, a, if a, a woman is at her job and something big is happening in her life and she cries, that's a big deal and her friends will notice it and, and will want to know what's going on. 
if a guy's at his job and something big's going on and he cries, like he has to go into witness relocation. <laughs> he can't go back there. He, he can never go to that job again because <laughs> it, people would make the assumption this must be an emergency or something just rolled <laughs> over his toe or something like something big, big, big happened. Right. So we're not, whether we can talk about feelings or not, we're definitely experiencing them. And I don't think men are able to hide their feelings very well. I don't think we're able to act contrary to them very well. You know, I, I'm sure you know this trait. Uh, I, I know plenty of my, my female friends will like a guy mm-hmm. and set him up with another woman. Like, rather than, like, admit that she likes him out loud. I've mm-hmm. certainly seen this happen mm-hmm. a bunch of times. A guy would never do this. Like, <laughs> like we just can't do it. And we, uh, we, we, we want to kill the other guys. We want to make sure no guy ever talks to you again. Right. You know, we, we would, a guy would never go against how he feels in that way. We just can't do it. We don't know. We're not thinking that many steps ahead, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. No, I totally understand. Um, and then another myth you mentioned is the myth that there are two types of men, the kind who only want sex and the kind who only want relationships. Right, yes. And this is a, this is a really subtle one. Uh, I go into it a little more detail in the book, but it's really about um, men have two types of interests. Mm-hmm. Nice guys, jerks, all of us have two types of interest. Either we see you as someone we want to date, or we see you as someone we just want to sleep with. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't... It's not that there are some guys who only want sex. Right. Everyone you know, wants sex. Everybody wants a of relationship. Course. You know, people always say, oh, he doesn't want a relationship right now. Oh, you know, please. Hannibal Lecter wants a relationship right now. <laughs> everybody, wants, everybody wants a relationship. When they say they don't want a relationship right now, it's, it's that they don't want a relationship with you right that's now, right. of course. Of course. And, um, but yes, that's, that's something that, you know, uh, I, I, think, yeah, I think a lot of women are sort of trying to you know, weighed between the two different kinds of men out there, and I don't, I don't think there's a line drawn like that. You know, it's just all guys have this sort of line in their head, or this sort of two different categories. The very small category of women they actually want to date and have a relationship with, and then the much larger category of well, almost every other woman in the world, like the people that they, <laughs> people that they want to, or at least think about for a moment, having sex with. Now, but I had heard it put differently that um, guys, sometimes they're either in sex mode or they're in relationship mode. And if you meet them in sex mode, it's going to be hard to get them into relationship mode. Do you agree with that? Or does it depend on the girl and how he feels about her, that even if he's in sex mode, he'll switch to relationship mode if he thinks she's worth it? That's that's what I I would go more with what you just said last. I don't Mm -hmm. think... I don't think that it's that a guy, I mean, I think we sort of do have those sort of two modes, or I, I refer to it as, as pre-sex brain and post-sex brain. You know, it's kind of like, it's, very, it's two very different parts of our brains. But if you meet a guy in that one mode, he's not going to ignore the fact that he likes you. Mm-hmm. You know, if he actually likes and wants to spend time with you and respects you, that's not going to, he's not going to ignore that. It doesn't mean that he's not going to still be gunning for the sex. Right. But it just means that afterwards, you know, he'll also want more than that. But I don't, I don't think that if you meet a guy in sex mode, he won't be able to see you in another way. I mean, it's like what you said, something that you thought was a booty call, mm-hmm. but then it turns out he's kind of sniffing around for more time with you, more contact. You know, it's, it, it, it's, I don't think it's quite so hard and fast as that. Right. That's my opinion. Well, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> good to know there's no hard and fast rules. Now... You said that every man is thinking about having, every man you've met is thinking about having sex with you. 
or has thought about having not sex with, with you. Not with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> with you. With, with all, yeah. With all, all of all, yes. all of us women. Yeah, every, this is, every man uh, that I know who's talked about this to me, and, it, it, you know, <laughs> it's hard to explain this because a, a male fantasy is not the same thing as a female fantasy from all that I can tell. Right. Like yeah. I, you know, like the trashiest of female fantasies, uh, you know, like, like let's say like romance novel level, the trashiest version, yeah. that's sort of the cheapest version of the female fantasy is to a male fantasy what like a nice cup of coffee is to crystal meth. Wow! It's just not the same thing. No, no, no. And I'm nice. You know, again, I'm a nice guy. But what goes on inside my brain is it would would you know make sure that someone would get fired if it was projected onto a television or something. Right. Um, We just I don't know what it is. Our brains just that's like I say, like I've said before, it's it's just our brains' way of saying hello. Every woman we see, you got to have sex. Half a second, Uh a millisecond in our head. We just have a little bit of a moment where we, it's almost like we're filing it away. We're going, oh, okay, let's run that through the simulator. Yes, that's what sex with her would be like. We don't even know we've done it. You know, we're not even aware half the time. It's like cleaning your house with the TV on. You know, it's just in the background, uh-huh. just like a constant white noise in the background. And, um, that- and yes, it is every man, and yes, it's oh, you. Boy. You know, it's, uh, a lot of women really think, oh, no, you know, the guy I know isn't like that. Yes, he is. Right, yeah, right. He is. And, and it's, it's not bad. It's just the way we are. And does also every man picture uh, all women naked? Uh, I mean, I suppose. Uh, I guess that's, again, it's it's just not that conscious. It's hard for me to answer even these questions uh, about what the fantasies are specifically because they're not mm-hmm. so conscious. Right. But yeah, I, I would say that's a, you know, it's it's a, a sort of a, our, our, our brain's connection to you sexually. So whatever that may be in that moment, we may not have time to picture you naked. We're just walking by. It's just going by. Just the people we see all throughout the day. Right. So, so okay. it's possible. Uh-huh. It's possible. Maybe yes. Maybe no. Maybe no. Okay. Okay. It's a maybe. Okay. So continuing with the sex theme. Now, how does a woman ask for what she wants in bed? Because there's been a couple of times. Because you know, I'm not one to put up with bad sex. And no, so no. <laughs> there's been times when I've not been happy and, you know, I knew I had to state it in a delicate way, but it's not really me to be that delicate with my words sometimes. And so the two times I did bring it up, the guys were like, ah! <laughs> they didn't say anything, but they disappeared. Um, well, yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, this, you know, what you've just talked about is, is the Jack Bauer thing. Like we really, we, you know, sex is definitely an area where we want to think of ourselves as a badass. We just, we want to feel like we, we are awesome, okay? And hey, you know, if it's like everything else, everybody can't be awesome, even if everybody thinks they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and also, you know, everybody's got their specific thing they need, and so if a guy's not doing your thing, um, in the book I have several categories of, you know, what, what's, what's going wrong? What different kind of guy? Is it, is it a guy who's new? Is it a guy who thinks he's great? Is it a guy who has you know, some checklist of things that he does. But the sort of common theme of how to deal with it, mm-hmm. I would say, is you want to encourage the part of him that feels like a badass. And you want to encourage the part of him uh, that's doing well. And if, even if it's not, even if he's not hitting anything, he's just just a complete whiff. He missed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, lead him, you know, lead him in the right direction and then absolutely 
just go crazy that it's when it's working. When it's working, you want to really let them know it's working because that's most guys I know. That's our favorite thing about sex is feeling like we made you feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, like guys get a bad rap and it's all, you know you know it's all about him. It's all about him. I don't know. A lot of guys I know talk about the exact opposite. We really want to feel like we are great at it. We want to feel like we know what we're doing with you. So if you can encourage him to think that about the stuff that you want him to do, you're going to get a lot better results, I would say. You know, if you make him feel like you're lousy at this, you're going to get really bad results. Mm -hmm. You're going to make him feel, you're going to make him bolt because he's not going to want to be thinking that about himself. Right, even though, it's true. About <laughs> even though it's true. Even though it's true. He could potentially bail out. And I know a lot of women are like, well, why do I have to protect his precious little ego about this? Well, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to. But you're going to get a lot better results right. if you're bolstering that badass part of him and then just sort of guiding it, just sort of aiming it where you want it aimed. Then, uh, you know, you're, you can... Guys are very good listeners in that respect. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> we are very trainable. I think I think huh. most guys are very trainable in that respect. Well, that's good to know. So um, <laughs> now let's talk about the talk. Um, and this is an area yeah. w- where you and I differ because you believe in the talk, but I believe in the walk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Okay. Hey, okay. you know, because my belief is, you know what? If you don't bring it up, eventually he'll bring it up. At least that's been my experience because I never bring up the talk. Because um, I find also, yeah, women bring it up too soon, also, and um, that's, I, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Yeah, and so I just find that you know a woman should be able to magnetize her man so he'd want to move things along. Um, one mm. time, you know, I was dating someone, and of course, as usual, you know, didn't bring up anything. So, and this was a long distance thing, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm going to be asking for exclusivity soon," and I didn't want it, and so I'm like. You can't ask for exclusivity. You live on the other side of the country. <laughs> and uh, and so the next day he backpedaled and he was like acting like the woman usually acts in that case. And I was like the man. He's like, well, you know, I'm happy with the way things are and I'm not trying to change anything. And, you know, we don't have to be exclusive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys did like a Freaky Friday. You just like switched switched genders in that moment, switched sort of stereotypical genders. That's, that's, and that's something that's true, too. It's not always, you know, men always do this, women always do that. Not always at all. It's just... There's usually one side of the relationship that wants X, and the other side is playing the other side, you know? Yeah, because... So, yeah, to, sometimes it's opposites, yeah. Because it, to me, it's yeah, like, but, um, you know, it's like a guy is not going to make a commitment as a result of a conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to talk him into it. But, right. And frankly, you're probably not really going to talk him out of it either, you know? Like, you're not going to... The only time you can blow it is if you're trying to be what you're not. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and he actually wanted what you are. You know, that's the only time you're going to actually blow it. You know, you're not, you're not really, it's not quite as tenuous as people think, the talk. But having the talk, I think having the talk is, it's mostly stressful for guys, because again, a lot of times, um, we don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of women who start the talk do it in a very sort of one toe in the water kind of way. <laughs> so what do you... You know, where do you see this relationship going? Uh, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Oh, what, no. is, what, what? <laughs> you're in trouble now. And it's kind of like when you're in a job interview, and they're like, what do you think is your greatest weakness? And you're like, okay, this is a trap. What's the right answer again? Right, um, right. My greatest weakness is I'm too awesome. I'm too <laughs> great of a worker. And I it work makes other hard. people jealous. What's the right answer? You know. Right. If you ask one of those kind of havesy-havesy questions, you know, what do you think about us? He's going to try and just give you the, quote, right answer. Right. 
But if you put your cards on the table and say, well, this is where I'm at right now. You know, I'm just keeping things open. This is where I'm at right now. I'd love to know where you're at right now, too, just so we can know where we're at. If you can make it, like, almost even with your tone of voice, just let them know this isn't like a situation where there are snipers on the rooftops <laughs> and, you know, everybody's got a gun to the relationship's head going, one move and the relationship gets it. You know, if, if everybody can kind of chill out and just say, okay, all cards are on the table. Nobody's getting hurt here. Nobody, I'm not going to punish you for the first word that comes out of your mouth if it's half wrong. We're just trying to talk here. We're just talking here. Right. And guys will do a lot better with that. Yeah. You know, if, it, if you give them the have the have question, he's going to flip out for sure. Yeah, the one I like best is, what am I to you? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I just, I really, I just peed myself a little just you saying uh, that out loud. That's, you know, that's or, a terrifying You one. know, what are we? <laughs> yeah, where are we headed? You know, like, where are we headed is terrifying because what are the possible answers? Right. Well, either we're headed to be married and dying in each other's arms or we're <laughs> going to headed to be breaking up at some point. Right. So those are the only two destinations. That's, that's it. So, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, if you look far enough down the road, either we're, either it's us together forever or us breaking up forever. Someday. I, I guess maybe... That's a bad question. I know. Maybe one way to, to, to answer it is, oh, I see us getting married and having 10 children. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> kind of be funny. See, now, not, um, yeah, exactly. That would that'd probably scare the crap out of her. Right, exactly. Reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, let's see what else here. Okay, talk a bit about the anger smokescreen, because one guy used this on me, and I'll let you talk about it, and then I'll give you my example. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this one I always find interesting. I'm totally psyched to hear to hear what, how it happened to you because I guys learned this one I think sometime in college. I think it's right around the time when girls learn that if you cry during an argument, then you're going to win. <laughs> and, right. You know, it's, it, and most people grow out of that one, right? Yeah. But um, but it's something that people do learn. It's like sort of the nuclear option for guys. If a guy is caught doing something bad. And this is not all guys, but some guys will then turn it on you. You know, I'm, I, I, had, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten letters at manslations.com where a woman will be like, she'll find that he's been dating other women. Like, she'll absolutely find he's been cheating. You know, online, he'll be on, the, on an old dating site, and he'll be active. And she'll call him on it, and he'll flip out at her and be completely angry at her and like, you don't trust me and you're spying on me. And his, he's doing like a Jedi mind trick on you. He's trying to get you to go, oh, boy, I... I'm sorry I did that. I apologize. I, I didn't mean to be. He's hoping you're going to doubt your own brain. Right. You know, he's, gonna, he's hoping you're going to doubt what you know is right. So, yes, the anger smokescreen totally happens where guys, you know, I don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I've done this in a very long time, but the guys do it where we'll, we'll turn it back on you and try and get you to doubt that you ever should have been mad in the first place. When, of course, a clear-headed person <laughs> version of you absolutely goes. The guy did something wrong. What did your guy do? Um, well, my guy, um, I was I was in his bed, and then I got up, and I have blonde hair, and I had this long black hair attached to my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this is years ago, of course. And um, and I take the hair, and I'm like, what's this? And he goes, how should I know? I don't know, because he was a personal trainer. He's like, lots of women change in that room. Their hair could have gotten on the bed. How should I know whose hair that is? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you accuse me of being a cheater? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a little protects 
too much, we think. Yeah, yeah, and actually now this reminds me of the time, I don't know if you heard about this story, about um, when Carmen Electra was with Dennis Rodman, and she walked in on him, he had two women in his bed, and she said, what's going on? And his answer was, they fell in from the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know how they got uh, here. They got here from the ceiling. What are you getting all mad about? Yeah, just, it's, uh, it's faulty construction on our upstairs neighbors. What can I do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or Eddie Murphy had a had a whole routine about that. It wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. Like, I just saw you. It wasn't me. It's just this whole, <laughs> it, it, it is absurd that guys will do it. But, again... It wouldn't be a cliche if it didn't work sometimes. I, I know. I, I can't imagine a situation where it would work, but it must work sometimes. Well, obviously, you know? and this reminds me again of this episode on cheaters, and, um, you know, the uh, guy was caught cheating, and he <laughs> said to the woman, he said, now we're going to handle this one of two ways. You're either going <laughs> to apologize to me or it's over. So she had to apologize for catching him cheating. <laughs> I said he gets the Player of the Year award. <laughs> yeah, that is, it is a real Jedi mind trick. It really is. Uh, you know, if, if someone is insecure enough to kind of buy into it, you know, we've all done this. You know, we've all done it. Where someone, we're, we're too insecure to really stand up for what we absolutely know is true. Right. And the other person knows it, and they push that button. You know, that's that's what the anger smokescreen is. Like they they're hoping that they can push that button, and you'll respond appropriately, even if crazily. You know. Right, right. But now, after hearing this talk, women are going to stop falling for this old trick. <laughs> that's what I hope. That's, I hope so. I mean, I yeah, I hope so. that's part of why I Damn wrote it. the book. Is like I just there's a lot of stuff that, that women really don't need to fall for. You no. Know? And what about the resurfacing dude? Now, myself, I find I have a 95 percent return rate. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> or or not. Or, or not, not, depending. Yeah. Um, yeah, the resurfacing dude is a guy who just. He likes, he doesn't like you as much as he likes knowing that you are thinking about him. So every once in a while when he's not sure if, you know, if, if he has any effect on the world right now, if he's feeling a little bit like a loser, if he's feeling lonely, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden out of the blue you'll get this call, this weird call that will maybe stir up your emotions and get you all kind of going again and then he'll vanish again, absolutely. Like once, once you call him back and are like, yeah, hey, what's going on? I, I, you know. You won't hear from him. He'll disappear. And the woman's left crying, well, why did he call if he just wanted to bail out? Well, all he wanted was for you to react. Mm. It's, it's a very immature guy is what I think the resurfacing man is. It's an immature guy who he's insecure. And so when he's feeling insecure, he calls up exes mm-hmm. to try and get them. It's like that movie High Fidelity where he goes through all of his exes to try and figure out what's going on with him not fair to them throws them up in some weird way right but that's that's what that dude's doing you know that's that's a guy who you know you might get burned one time you know you might believe it one time but once you know what he's after you just don't want to you don't want to in any way react you know no reaction is the way to train him not to do that exactly so finally let's do a few manslations since the book is called manslations (laughs) Okay, so if he says, I've been meaning to call you, but work has just been crazy and we should hang out sometime. <laughs> that, that would be your booty call. Right. That would be your standard booty call. That would be the one where, you know, somehow he was, you know, he, he wasn't too busy to call you at 3 in the morning when he's drunk and wants to come over to your house. Yeah, that's that would be your booty call. Right. Um, and what about, <clears throat> I just got out of a relationship and I don't think I'm ready. 
that's usually uh, well, it's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be uh, uh, I, I'm not lonely enough to date you right now. Right. That's that's happened, uh-huh. uh, and it also can be a little bit like uh, I'm looking for some sort of uh, strings-free sex. And uh, so I'm going to sort of beg off of a real relationship. Oh. I'm just not ready for a real relationship. Right. right. That yes. Happens. Yes. I know. I had that one used on me. Um, but, but see, for women, it's different. If we say, I'm not, um, I just got out of a relationship and I'm not ready, it means we're not interested in you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's sort of what it means for the guy in general is that he's not interested in relationship side, but he might still be interested in sex. Right, whereas a woman, she doesn't want to have anything to do with you if she says, you know, I just got out of something. That's her way of getting rid of the guy. Yes, exactly. That's that's the door slam. Sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. It's like, are you kidding? If you're the right guy, I'm ready. I don't care if I broke up with someone two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I mean, my, my wife and I met one, let's see, we started dating about a month and a half after I got out of an eight and a half year relationship. Wow. I mean, really, it was like, I mean, you know, granted, that relationship, you know, it's not like it, it was going great until no, eight and a half not. year mark no, and then it ended. Yeah, you know, never. it had been over for a while. Yeah. But still, the relationship was over. A month and a half later, we started dating and we're married. You know, I mean, it's it, there's no there's no timer on it. No, there I isn't. Think. There isn't. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Mr. Jeff. Well, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun with you. It a was lot of fun. very exciting. We were on the same page with almost everything. I almost, think so. Almost everything. I think so. Yeah, so everyone has to go to your website, manslations.com, and sign up for the blog, because it's really funny. Now, I want to ask you one more thing. How long does it take you to write your answers? Because you're really good. You give really funny, in-depth answers, whereas me, when I answer someone's letter, I don't have a lot of time. Sometimes I just give them two sentences. <laughs> it, it depends. You know, maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. I like to, you know, half wow. an hour to just really, you know, sort of figure out what they're after or try and figure out. Sometimes I'll talk to my wife about, what does she mean? It's like I'll get a woman's relation on the question before I even know what it is. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, everyone should uh, should go to the website. Everyone should run right out to Barnes & Noble and pick up the book instantly. You won't know how to proceed in your life if you don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Manslations.com. Okay, well, thanks for being on and uh, try to keep warm over there in New York. Uh, I really appreciate it, Richard. Thanks okay, a lot. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a fun guest. It's not always fun, you know. It's not always fun in games around here. <laughs> so um, let me do a segment I haven't done for a while, actually, and that would be... Celebrity Corner. Okay, so did y'all watch the Golden Globes? <laughs> Um, you may have seen Megan Fox, who is a fox. <laughs> Strangely enough, her name matches her. And yes, that's her real name. I looked it up. Although it used to be uh, with two X's and now it's just one. Anyway, so she's engaged to Brian Austin Green, who I believe was on um, 90210, Beverly Hills 90210. And the guy never came with her. That's really good grammar there. Didn't show up. Oh, here, let me read the press release here. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. American actress Megan Fox has publicly blasted her fiancé, American actor Brian Austin Green, for not escorting her to the Golden Globes. Uh, Fox was among the presenters and arrived at the event minus Green, causing a lot of speculation. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be my date. He's a man. He has an ego, she was quoted as saying. On further questioning, she replied that the actor was probably at home making music. I don't think he cares about the Golden Globes. Not good, not good. Um, okay, so I can see how he got her. 
because she's very beautiful. I'm sure she's getting hit on left and right. Everybody wants her and everybody's ready to grovel at her feet and do what they can to be with her. So he plays the cool guy like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. You know, you're not all that to me. And she's actually insecure um, because it also said in this press release, well, not press release, but just whatever this is, that um, she thinks she's ugly. Isn't that crazy? She's one of the most beautiful women in the world. She thinks she's ugly. So he played on that aspect and you know, he got her because he probably didn't um, act like he was drooling over her, which is how I would have told him to play it if he was going after her. However, comma, there is such a thing as too much, as crossing the line. And, you know, especially if you're engaged, you're supposed to be there for your partner. And that means supporting them in what they do and not showing up at the Golden Globes. Like, that's really bad. I don't know if it's because his ego, because his career isn't going that great and so he doesn't want to be there, or he's still being the badass and not caring or acting like he doesn't care. But, um, you know, I i mean, she's only 22 and they've been engaged, I think, for like four years. I don't think they should get married because, uh, first of all, she's too young. And secondly, that's just not how you support your partner. It's about not being selfish, not just thinking about yourself. You're supposed to be there for your partner even though if you want to play it cool the rest of the time that's fine but for certain events you gotta be there otherwise um you know eventually she's gonna get sick of it and i mean obviously she wasn't very happy because she did bring it up at the golden globes in front of everybody um so we'll see what happens did you see kate winslet and her speech about uh, leo i mean i mean you think they had sex or something i don't know and her husband directed the film i mean it was just so funny i thought you know if i if I was an actress, which I would never be an actress, I just like to play myself. Um, and um, let's say I won an award after her. <laughs> I, I, if I had the guts, I would have gone up there afterwards and, and gave the exact same speech. You know, I, I would have said, "Oh, I'm so happy that I can stand here and tell you how much I love you, Leo. I love you." <laughs> I mean, what was that? You know, either she really is in love with him or she needs a psychiatrist or I don't know what's going on. But that was quite interesting. So anyways, that is the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. My website is theartoflove.net. You can sign up for my free weekly newsletter as well as uh, sign up for Jeff Mack's newsletter on his manslations.com website where you can also, of course, buy the book. Uh, and my book is at LessonsOfLove.net. And um, until next time, remember, love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio.